I'm going to talk about Psalms chapter 8, uh, chapter 8, 0. It's an interesting chapter, and I pray that the Lord will help me to speak that which pleases him. I think you've got to know now that I love pictures. I like pictures. My phone is full of pictures. I can't even delete pictures. I love pictures. And I'm going to use some pictures to help me illustrate what I'm going to be speaking or sharing with you this morning. So, this passage is basically about the children of Israel crying out to the Lord. They're in a desperate situation. So they are crying out to the Lord to come and save them. We've got a picture here of uh, little Jonathan. I'm using this picture because I'm going to be talking about a certain gardener that I know. I know this gardener very well. This gardener, he went to Tesco and he found two vines to grow. The vines, this is not a vine. It's a picture that looks like the vine that he bought. What we see on this picture is that the roots were going nowhere. This pot was too small for the roots to grow, and they were going nowhere. The gardener that I'm talking about loves this plant, so he took it home with him. The land was not prepared. The land was just everything. There were weeds, there were things that were... It was not possible to just plant this uh, vine. So the work had to be done to prepare the land. These are the real vines I'm talking about, two of them. So he planted these two vines, the gardener planted these two vines. And the other one next to me didn't make it, it died. That one was struggling to grow. So work had to be done, preparation had to be done. The gardener had to think what to do. The land was not prepared, so the plants could not grow. Work had to be done. We had to remove the weeds. We had to make the ground fertile. We had to put some manure. We had to make it uh, rich enough for our vine to grow in. So we really had to put some work on it. And so we did. A few years later, the vine grew. It grew big. And we planted it next to the garage and the shed. It grew so well that it started to produce fruits. Very good fruits. Very delicious fruits it produced. As a gardener, I am the gardener. I can tell you now, you, can, you could figure it out. I was so, I'm so proud of this vine. To the extent that my family don't understand why I'm so much in love with this vine. But it's my vine. I planted it. I love it. I look after it. I delight when I see it growing like this. It grows so big that we had to put some uh, supports. You see those uh, blue strings to support it. So that it can actually grow and bring more fruit. And we can actually sit underneath, underneath it because it provides actually a shade in between. There is a, a, a garage on my right side. On the left side, there's a shed. So it provides a very nice area, quiet area to sit on. This vine grew so big and so good, but then it became a bit rogue. Some of the branches started to grow into the garage and into the, into the shed. As a gardener, I could see that this was not right, and also into the neighbors, and some of them were just growing down. So I started to trim it. But I can imagine, as a vine, that probably as a vine, if the vine could talk or could feel, it was not happy that it was being trimmed, but I had to trim it for its own good because I wanted to produce more fruits in a contained, safe way. So I trimmed it. These are the fruits 
that we harvested. So year after year, we started to harvest these fruits. But we know things don't, are not always constant. They are not always the same. This year, we have experienced one of the driest seasons in our life. For me, certainly since I came to England, that was the driest season that I've experienced. So uh, this plant started to cry out. The, f- the, tree, uh, the leaves started to fall down. And if you look at the fruits, it wasn't really uh, coming out very well. It produced some fruits, but it wasn't thriving really. And I looked at it and I was so, my heart was so touched. What can I do? I could see the surrounding trees were drying out. So I had to start watering it frequently. So I put some, some manure and making sure that it's really looked after, even though the situation was not right. So the interested gardener inspecting the fruit and trying to see how best we can maximize our harvest. So we did what we could. We managed to harvest. So these, some of these pictures are from the previous year. A good uh, harvest, I think, in my opinion. I think you would agree with me. That was a good harvest. In the previous year, fruit after fruit. And I enjoyed these fruits. I loved these fruits. They're not just fruits for me. It was not just to eat these grapes. No, I had to think of going an extra step to make the best out of this vine. And I started to, to prepare much more, much more. And from those fruits, from that tree, we started to prepare our own homegrown, home-prepared grape juice, full of, anti, full of vitamin C, full of all the good nutrients, antioxidants, all the good stuff that you can think of. We produced it at home, and we stored it in jars, and we enjoyed drinking. And to this day, this is concentrated version. This one is diluted, but it's just the same stuff that you see on the screen. I love this vine. I planted it because I loved it. I saw where it was, and I saw where I needed to put it, and I took it home. I grew it, I looked after it, I nurtured it, and I delight in the produce on what it produces. Our talk today is about mighty God, save us. Mighty God, save us. Now we've read from the scripture. The scripture that we've read, it's, it's, almost, it's, a, it's a metaphor. It's talking about the vine as the children of Israel. It talks of the gardener, God as the gardener. It tells us that God, the psalmist says, you transplanted, you took a vine from Egypt and you took it to the land of Canaan. Canaan was already inhabited. The, the psalmist told us that You transplanted this, and you planted it in the land of Canaan, and you looked after it. He said, you prepared the ground like I was doing. You prepared the ground. When he was preparing the ground, we know that it was removing the previous inhabitants of that land. He had to remove the inhabitants for the children of Israel to go and stay there. And we know from the scripture, they lived in Canaan, and they did very well. The scripture told us that the vine grew, It grew very well, we are told, that the branches reached as far as the sea. We are told that the branches reached and were supported by even the mighty cedar trees. We are told that the shoots that were sprouting from that vine, they extended all the way to the river. And this vineyard, it was protected by this wall, a great wall, and it was doing very well. The people around it admired, they looked at it with great admiration, on this vine, prospering. 
we know it's a metaphor. We know he's talking about the children of Israel doing very well in their promised land. But what we read about now, suddenly things changed. The psalmist says, God, look what has happened now. This wall that was protecting this vineyard, the wall has been breached. The wall is broken. Now that the wall is broken, everyone is passing by. They are just plucking these fruits. They are just helping their, this, uh, themselves to these fruits without any permission because it's now broken. He's saying that the wild boars from the forest, they are coming and they are ravaging on the vine. He says in the, in the fields, the pests, the insects, they are coming to attack this vine. This vine is no longer prospering. They are desperate. They are crying out for help. So the psalmist says, O oh Lord in heaven, look down onto your vine that you've planted with your right hand. Look down, Lord, and come and save your vine. Look down to your vine that you delight in, that you planted, that you love. It's under distress. It's on the brink of extinction, on the brink of destruction. Come and help us. Look down, Lord. Come and help us. The psalmist says towards the end of this chapter, said, Lord, look at the man on your right hand, the son of man, the man that you have chosen for yourself. And he said, we promise that this man, if he turns around for us, he will revive us. And in turn, we'll call upon your name. Amen. He finishes the chapter saying, Oh Lord, restore us, Lord God Almighty. Turn your face and shine upon us, and we'll be saved. Amen. It's kind of different with the children of Israel. They looked to God and said, send your son to come and save us. They were in a difficult situation. Just try to remember, come with me. They were living in, uh, in Egypt where they were suffering, really suffering. But now they are in their promised land in Canaan. But they were suffering now. It is the same with us. Once upon a time, we were so lost. We were living in our own world, in our own lives, in sin. And Christ came. And we were born again. And we are now Christians. We are children of God. We are special. Amen? Even though we are special, we are still suffering. Because the seasons in our lives are not the same. They are not the same. There are times that the sun will come and there are times that the sun will go. The Lord Jesus Christ told us that be of, said in this world, in this land that you are living, there will be trials, suffering, tribulations. But he says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And he says to us that he, Jesus, is the vine. He said, my father in heaven is the gardener. And we are the branches. We are connected to Jesus. And he said, if a branch does not bear fruits, he will cut it off. My vine was growing into the garage. I had to cut it off so that it bear fruits only on the branches that are fruitful, the ones that were receiving sunlight. But you can imagine, the branch that I took off from the shed and from the, gar from the garage Probably if, there, if I was a vine, I would feel that, why am I being chopped? Why am I being trimmed? But it was for its own good. There are things in life that God allows us to go through. 
We prosper in our professions. We prosper in our work. We prosper in our marriage. We prosper in different circles of life. But sometimes that prosperity will start to grow so much but drifting away and not being successful in the things of God. And sometimes God comes into our lives and he trims away those particular habits that we think we enjoy, but actually it's for our own good. There are things that God takes away or removes from us that sometimes we don't understand at that time, but it's actually for our own good so that the bigger person can grow and flourish in God. The other things, for example, I like sports, but I think there was a time where I was so much addicted to sports to the extent that I'll be, I'm not talking about playing sport, watching sport. <laughs> that I'll be watching football after football after football. And that was not productive. Something had to happen at our home, at our home so that I couldn't manage to watch football after football. Even though I could cry out that, oh, I'm missing the game that I love. I'm missing my good time of leisure. But it actually made me have more time to focus on other things that were more productive. So in life, there are certain things that God gained or you might find that you're losing certain things that you like, but actually it is for your own good. Now, what we understand is that the children of Israel, in this case, they were crying out to the Lord to come and rescue them. But we know very well that the right-hand man the psalmist is talking about is our Lord Messiah, Jesus Christ. And we know that he has come to this world and has come to rescue us. You and me has come to rescue us. And we also know that Jesus has also left us. So one might think that, oh, the Lord is gone. So let's cry out to the Lord again for him to come and rescue us, just like the children of Israel. But that's not the point. We have to go a little bit further and understand that with the children of Israel, the Lord Messiah had not come. With us, it's a different story because the Messiah had come. We are now a people of faith. When the Lord Jesus Christ left us, he said, I'm not going to leave you on your own. I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will live within you. You're not going to cry out for the Holy Spirit to come down, for God to come and rescue us. It's another, it's another step of faith that we have to understand that the Lord is already living in us. He's living in you and you and you. He is with us. He's within us. The Holy Spirit is within us. We need to activate the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us. My vine, it couldn't just stand on its own. It would have just grown on the ground and probably bear no fruits. And people would have stepped on it. It needed support. It needed to grow on the trellis. It needed to be supported on those things that we're seeing in order to bear fruit. It is the same with us. We cannot just make it on our own. We cannot just fix it on our own. We need to rely. We need to lean on Jesus Christ. We need to lean on the Holy Spirit. As we lean on the power of the Holy Spirit, then we start to produce. We start to become fruitful in our lives. We start to make a difference in our lives. Amen? The seasons will come. That's for sure. In this world that we are living here, it's not going to be always, we're not going to be always flying on top. There are times that we are going to go through the valleys. There are times that we have to jump the gorges. There are times that we have to climb the mountains. But the good thing is that the Lord says, I will never abandon you. You are my vine. We are connected. I'm living in you. I've gone to the Father to sit again on the right-hand side. But I've left the Holy Spirit in you. Yes, things don't go right sometimes in life. We don't just have to cry out to the Lord. But sometimes we have to think. 
Yes, Lord. People have raised accusations against me. People have raised, uh, created stories against me. I can't sleep because I've heard this. I can't have peace. But we will declare in the name of the Lord. We will say, He is Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace. The devil will come to you to try to distract you, to try to take away your peace. And you stand on the word of God. And you declare that you are Jehovah Shalom. Peace is going to be my portion. You are going to go through illness. Yes, you feel it. Your leg is going to hurt. Your stomach is going to hurt. Your headache. You are going to go through illness. It's real. You are going to go through illness. It's not a good place to be in. But you are going to stand firm on the word. You are not going to just go and cry. But you are just going to declare the truth. The word of God. You are going to call him Jehovah Rapha. Lord, he is my healer. He heals me. And you're going to declare with your own mouth that by his stripes I'm healed. He is living in us. His name is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He heals us. He restores us. He created us. And he knows all the areas that are not working in our bodies. And he fixes it. Because his name is Jehovah Rapha. Yes, we are, we are living in a difficult situation at the moment. We, know experience, we, we, we experience difficulties financially at the moment. It's a global problem at the moment. It affects people at different levels. The energy bills are going so high. People are struggling to make ends meet. People are struggling to feed their children. People are struggling to feed themselves. It's a difficult situation. What do we do? Israel, what do you do? What do you do, Israel? You stand firm. And you call upon the name of the Lord. And you declare that, yes, Lord, I'm lacking in this. But I've got enough. Because your name is Jehovah Jireh. You will provide. How you are going to do it, Father God, I don't know. But you are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. You will provide all my needs. Because you are Jehovah Jireh. I'm not just talking this just to pep you up, just to make you feel good. I'm talking about the truth. This is the truth. This is the word of God. It is God's promises. He took his vine from Egypt into Canaan because it was so special, because he loved it. You saw the work that I was putting to dig there. I was digging the ground, preparing the ground, because I love my vine. When I'm talking about this vine, sometimes you might think, oh, Pearson is just being so proud, pompous, and just showing off. It's not that. That's not the case. I'm just talking on when God looks at you, his vine, how proud and how he delights seeing you. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God loves me. When he looks at me, he looks at me and said, oh, that's Pearson. Today he's talking at St. Mark's church. He delights in me. He looks at you and said, this is my church. They are listening. They are feeding on my word. They are going to be transformed because they are feeding on my word. They are connected to this vine. They are going to be prosperous. Ladies and gentlemen, God does not hate us. God does not abandon us. Yes, we go through those difficulties, but he promised he promised. I promised Jonathan. I don't fulfill every promise that I do to Jonathan. I promised to make a video for his birthday. I haven't done it. I'll do it, but I haven't done it. But I'm not God. God is different. What he promises, if we hang on to his promises, if we stand firm on his promises, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. We are so special. That vine might not look so special to Tiara or my family, but to the owner the one who created it, the one who planted it, it is so special. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil deceive you. 
and tell you otherwise. You are loved. You are adored by Father God. He looks after you. He looks after me. He lives in me. He cares for me. He wants the best out of me. He wants not just the fruit. He wants that grape juice full of vitamin C, full of antioxidants, full of all the good stuff that you can think of. And it's not from the shops. It's homegrown. It's organic. I know exactly what is that in that product. That's what God wants. He knows exactly how you are made. And he wants to, know, to bring the best out of you. So yes, seasons comes. Yes, it's raining, but it will stop raining. Yes, it's cold, but it will stop cold. It will get home again. The sun will shine again. You've got to know this is Jehovah that will cares for you. Jehovah Al Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha. You have to lift his banner and declare, here I am. Father, I belong to you. Amen. Jehovah Nisi. We declare his presence. When we walk, people have to know that, wow, I don't know what's wrong. What is it with this lady? I don't know what is it with this lady. I don't know what is it with this man. I don't know what is this girl. There's just something special that the world cannot comprehend. But it is because the Lord lives in you. So yes, my brothers and sisters, just hang on and call upon the name of the Lord. Amen.